everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program we produce throughout the academic year in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. In this eighth edition of season number five, we'll meet this year's Lincoln Laureate. We'll also get an update on Fighting Scott's Fall Sports. Every fall, an outstanding senior from each of the four-year degree-granting institutions of higher learning in Illinois is awarded the Abraham Lincoln Civic Engagement Award and thereby becomes a Lincoln Laureate. Honored for their overall excellence in curricular and co-curricular activities, Monmouth recipients typically speak at the commencement ceremony the following spring. This year's Lincoln Laureate at Monmouth College is Elizabeth Gustafson of Kewanee, Illinois. Elizabeth is a senior and she's majoring in business administration and communication studies. She's a Monmouth legacy. Her sister Allison is a recent Monmouth graduate who's currently in medical school. Elizabeth says it's quite an honor to be named Monmouth College's latest Lincoln Laureate and she says it's a bit humbling as well. Yeah, this honor is absolutely incredible. I couldn't honestly believe that I was chosen for it, but it's the biggest honor, one of the biggest honors I've ever received. And it truly means the world to even be considered for the opportunity, let alone to be chosen for it. Um, I know dating back to, um, I believe like 1975 is when I was provided with a list of past Monmouth College recipients. And, you know, to know that forever my name will be on that list is a true honor. In addition to being an outstanding student, Elizabeth has been involved in numerous campus activities, groups, and organizations during her almost four years at Monmouth. She's a member of Alpha Z Delta Sorority, of which she is the Academic Achievement Director. She's a first-year lead mentor, and she's a member of a couple of academic honor societies as well. Elizabeth says that being involved on campus came natural to her. Yeah, definitely. Going to a smaller high school, I think it's kind of commonplace for everybody to be a little over-involved. So I was also really involved in high school and loved like community service and getting involved with a bunch of different clubs and organizations at my high school. So then that was just kind of, an, I guess, an expectation for myself um, when I got here was that I wanted to get really involved and just to know that being involved in all those co-curriculars is oftentimes what makes the experience so special and unique. So right from the jump, my freshman year, I, you know, got involved in sororities on campus. I started my first job as a Scott ambassador the first month of school. And then through throughout my freshman year, I kind of just kept adding on clubs here, clubs and um, honor society and jobs here and there and just never stopped. (laughs) Elizabeth says that one reason she was attracted to Monmouth was because of the experience that her sister Allison had at the college. But she said she decided to come to Monmouth College after she experienced this college's strong sense of community. 
Yeah, so I ended up in Monmouth. Um, my sister actually graduated from here in 2019. Um, so she was a senior when I was a freshman student here. And I got to see the Monmouth College experience kind of through her eyes a little bit, being her younger sister. And then when I was searching for colleges my senior year of high, of high school, I kind of just realized that I wanted to go to a place that felt like home. And I had been on campus a couple times visiting my sister. And I just thought, you know, this seems like the right place for me. And I used to give tours as a Scott ambassador as well. And on tours, I would always say that the thing that got me here was the individual attention from professors and just the relationships that you can build with them. So I think that's kind of what drew me in. But yeah, the community is definitely what helped me stay at Monmouth. Elizabeth doesn't only keep busy in the classroom and on campus. She's also spending a great deal of time preparing for a career in communications and marketing thanks to a great internship. During her internship, Elizabeth says she's learned a lot of life lessons as well. Yeah, so my current internship is with um, Emerson Electric Company, which is headquartered in St. Louis. And I worked with them over the summer in Rockford, Illinois. And I work for the Greenly and Rigid brands, which are make tools for electricians and plumbers. Uh, And I am serving as the marketing intern right now. So essentially I work a lot with like data management and behind the scenes marketing uh, tasks and things like that. I'm a part of the digital marketing team. So yeah, I do I do a lot of um, work. So I work 16 hours a week for my current internship. And then over the summer, I worked 40 hours a week. So I really enjoy that. It's a very cool experience to learn from really knowledgeable professionals about um, marketing and for a kind of corporate level company. So I really enjoy that. Yeah, so I've learned a lot about the systems that Uh, marketing professionals use in different uh, professional environments. So they use a lot of Microsoft techniques and brands are, um, they use a lot of Microsoft techniques and then um, other companies like Salsify and things to manage their data. But I've learned the most, I think that it just really takes a team to complete all of the tasks that need to be done because I've worked with a variety of people. And even though the parent company is a large company and um, my brands house a lot of different departments and people, we all work together for the common goal and are really flexible. So the people are overall very kind, but it definitely takes a lot of um, teamwork to complete all the things you need to do. As Elizabeth looks back on her Monmouth career, she says she's had a lot of great experience as a Monmouth student. But one of the impressions that she says will be the most lasting on her is the college's strong sense of community. I think the thing that I've enjoyed most is just the sense of community that's created on campus. one of the things that you hear all the time from people who chose to attend Monmouth as for undergrad and also chose to come back and work at Monmouth is just that the people here are the best part. Um, the community is the reason why people stay at Monmouth and just building like the friendships and relationships that will stick with you forever and that got you through, you know, one of the most challenging but great times of your life is a very special thing. So I think 
that's my favorite part is just meeting all the wonderful friends and professors and everybody that I'll know forever. That's Mama's Lincoln Laureate for the 2021-2022 school year, Elizabeth Gustafson. She's from Kewanee, Illinois. Look for a story about Elizabeth soon in the news and events section of the Monmouth College website. And of course, that address is monmouthcollege.edu slash news. You're listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. With Monmouth's homecoming weekend set for this October 22nd through the 24th, that means we've reached the final stretch of fall sports at Monmouth College. Joining us to give us an update on Monmouth's eight fall sports teams is the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics, and of course, that is Sports Information Director Nathan Beliva. Cornell College is this year's homecoming opponent for the Monmouth College football team, which is enjoying a five-game winning streak and sitting in first place in the Midwest Conference standings. One of those five wins was a big one. It came on October 9 at home against the University of Chicago. But in addition to football, Monmouth has home events during homecoming for volleyball and for both soccer teams. For the Monmouth College football team, Nathan says a big highlight of the season so far has been its game on October 9 against Chicago, which was played on Bobby Wall Field at April Zorn Memorial Stadium. Yeah, you know, football's had a, a really good start to the conference season, uh, you know, beating Chicago here 40-37 to 37 in that game, which we, you know, the, the score's a little misleading because we had control of that game early, um, you know, at halftime, and, and then they had a couple big touchdown passes and uh, got back into the game. We had a couple really big interceptions late. Caleb Plattenberger in the end zone um, where they could have uh, taken the lead and then uh, Devin Graham on the sideline and then we had another big touchdown run from from Henderson Francois to, to ice the game um, on that one and then went on the road and, and put up 63 against Beloit and you know really could have put up a lot more. Um, you know had all of our reserves out of the game in the third quarter we're, we're playing third and fourth string, you know, running backs that were still, you know, doing their job. And, and I know Chad was really proud of the way the young guys played um, and, and all the coaches, you know, on, on Monday were just raving about how, how good the guys that played that hadn't been out there. You know, they'd played in JV games but hadn't been out there at the varsity level. Uh, we took a knee inside the five at the end um, and, and, you know, didn't didn't need to run it up or, or do anything along those lines. The, the message had been sent and, and the game was over. So, um, you know, now it's Cornell for homecoming. Um, Rip and lost this week against Lake Forest. Both those teams were undefeated going into that game. Um, so, you know, Lake Forest comes here at the end of the month. Right now, the us and them are, are undefeated, but then Rippon's got one loss and Chicago's got one loss, so both of them are sitting there waiting to, to get back into it uh, for sure, and, and they still have to play, Rippon and Chicago do. So, you know, there's a lot of games left to be played here, and, and we have to go to Rippon, uh, which I, I've been told is never a good or, or a fun place to go, especially in November. It could be very cold. It could be sleeting, um, you know, and, 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 and playing up there. And, and then we got Knox to finish at home with the Turkey Bowl on the 13th. So, uh, you know, there's a lot left to play for, but you got to like the position that, that Coach Braun and, and, and the rest of his coaching staff and the players have put themselves in right now through the first, uh, you know, month of conference play. You have to like the way this football team has grown this season. 
Yeah, you know, they, they really have. They obviously, uh, you know, went to Warburg to start the season and, and took one on the chin. And, and that was a team that was ranked number 15 or 18, somewhere in there at the time. And, uh, you know, it, it was one really bad quarter. Uh, the second quarter, Warburg put up 30 points. Um, you know, but the team learned from that. Uh, I think they saw where they needed to get to. Uh, you can tell they put in the work in practice. You can see how the young players have grown. And, and you know, it's not just us. It's everybody. you got to remember that – this is two full classes that have never played college football and your juniors, unless they were really talented freshmen. And yeah, we have a few of those, but unless they were really talented freshmen, they didn't play much in 2019 either, especially here where that was a, a championship team in 2019. So there weren't a whole lot of freshmen, you know, Carter Boyer got in there, um, you know, at the end of the season and obviously had the, the great drive to win the, the, the conference championship and Henderson Francois had a, a good amount of carries behind Devin Lawrence is, is, is a freshman, but there weren't a whole lot of other uh, other juniors who who got significant time um, in in meaningful action. Um, so you know you got a lot of guys who are growing and they're doing that in practice and they're doing that on their own. And that's a credit to them for the work they put in. It's a credit to the coaching staff for you know getting them to buy in and pushing them and showing them where they need to go. And they're doing the work in film and they're doing the work in the weight room and and on the practice field. And it's fun to see. It's fun to watch some of these guys grow and get better and and keep going. And then also the coaches are finding out what they have in some guys that you know they hadn't seen before they're finding out what they have in some freshmen and uh you know a guy like riley federer who comes in off the bench when carter boyer gets hurt and you know he hadn't played college football before so they didn't they didn't know what they had in him in a game setting and and they found that out and then you watch these guys grow it's fantastic what it's all about we have homecoming this weekend as you mentioned against cornell and football but we also have two senior games or two uh, senior events coming up as well yeah, we'll have uh, have senior night for volleyball on Friday against Lawrence. Uh, that'll be a, a seven o'clock start. So there's uh, five seniors that are on volleyball that will be honored. Uh, they've got a really good chance to uh, to make a push to the conference tournament right now, sitting in fifth place. Uh, but Lake Forest and Illinois College, who are in third and fourth, have to play um, this week still. So um, depending on how that one goes, we could jump up there. We have the tiebreaker over Lake Forest. We don't have the tiebreaker against Illinois College. A three-way tiebreaker could go one-one and one and then it comes down to sets it's it, it's a bunch of different math and things involved there um but you know we have, we've got five seniors to honor friday night against lawrence and then soccer again women's soccer is in a, a pretty good position they're in fifth um playing Illinois College midweek, could get them into fourth. The team in front of them is Beloit. That's who we play on Saturday at home uh, at 11 a.m. It will be senior day. Uh, they've got a bunch of seniors to honor on the on the women's side. I believe there's nine, if my math is correct, um, to honor out there on, on, on Saturday morning. Uh, and then the men's soccer will also play Beloit. Uh, there are uh, six seniors on the men's side to, uh, to honor Saturday afternoon. If the women's game doesn't go to overtime, the men's game starts at 1.30 the women's game does go to overtime there'll be uh, probably about a half an hour in between games and that's going to push us right up against football so let's all kind of hope that doesn't happen for uh everybody's sanity and uh and and getting everything you know done in in one spot and and, and honoring those seniors so um that's what we've got with uh with all of those seniors we uh we did not have any um women's golf seniors we had a freshman and a sophomore uh we did not have any uh women's tennis seniors that are that are going to be graduating to um to 
to honor on senior day and then cross country all their seniors go to track so we do senior day for track and field uh on that one and then we'll do uh we'll do football at uh turkey bowl and that'll be our our final senior day of the fall and then we will have our attention turned to swimming and diving and, and basketball which will be up next you mentioned cross country they're literally and figuratively in the stretch run of th- their season yeah, they are. They finished the uh, uh, non-conference season. We'll, we'll find out um, you know, later today as we talk on Tuesday where the uh, honor roll standings go. But when the race was done on Friday, Riley Doolin was third in the conference for as an individual. Um, that could have changed depending on how other schools ran on Saturday. I know uh, a couple of them ran over at the Augustana meet. Um, and, and Erica Hoffman was seventh on the women's side. So we'll see where that puts them uh, at the end. But yeah, they've got this week off and then they'll go to the conference championships uh, at the end of the month on the 30th up in, in, in Ripon and then get ready for the NCAA regional meet. So um, I know Coach Walty was, was pretty happy with the way times went down at, at Bradley last weekend. We had seven women, seven men, uh, 14 total that had personal season bests um, and, and were able to, to shave some time off of, off of what they'd done before at those distances. So, um, you know, that's always a good thing. They got to compete against a bunch of Division One athletes. There was, um, I mean, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Wichita State, Marquette, Northwestern, uh, on and on Xavier, Dayton, you know, a bunch of those schools were there. Down at, down at Bradley. Some ran in the same race as us. Some ran in the race after us because they had two different um, levels of, of men and, and, and women. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm sure it was good for them to get to see how the Division One athletes warm up and how they go about their, their day and, uh, you know, running against them and all that. But it, it seemed like they ran well, and, and now they're, they're set for the conference meet. Mentioned women's tennis and golf earlier. Their seasons have already concluded. Yeah, women's golf finished up uh, last week. Unfortunately, the third day of their uh, championships in Springfield were rained out, so it was it was reduced to a uh, two-day, two-round tournament. Uh, our two golfers, Amanda Stevens, finished 21st. Sarah Sidoris finished 24th. Um, they were the Sportsmanship Award winners for the conference as a team, so that's always a good thing to uh, bring home that kind of hardware and, and have that recognition from your, your conference mates. And then uh, women's tennis went up to Madison this past weekend and competed in the the, uh, the individual tournaments, didn't qualify for the team uh, tournament, which was the top four. Grinnell won that again uh, on the women's side. And then Grinnell won all six of the singles matches and all three of the doubles as far as individuals go. Um, on, on doubles, we had one doubles team, uh, Julia Mahitza and Issa Perez, who made the consolation final. Uh, and, and they lost in that consolation final on Saturday. And then on Sunday, uh, Emily Henson at number three singles made the consolation final. And Jennifer Shimon at number six Six singles made the consolation final, uh, but both lost it at that level. So finished uh, in the in the sixth spot in, in the conference as far as as those rankings go. So uh, yeah, their their season is done. Um, the the women will golf again in the spring and kind of their uh, their fun season uh, without the conference championships. While the men will have conference championships in the spring. Uh, the men just finished up too. They had a, a meet on Monday that had been rained out in August uh, up in uh, the Quad Cities. They finished tenth there as a team. So they're non competitive competitive season is done um, and they'll have conference championships in the spring and men's tennis will go in the spring as well. That's the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics, Monmouth Sports Information Director Nathan Beliva. And a reminder that the best way to stay on top of all things Fighting Scots related is to point your browser to monmouthscots.com. That is your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Monmouth College Athletics related. Thank you.
And then it's going to be a 30 for this eighth edition of Mammoth College's 1853 podcast of the 2021-2022 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonner from the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. So long, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Have a nice day and stay healthy. Thank you.